Ever wanted a career in football? From TV deals to player transfers, football is now a global, multi-billion dollar industry in need of qualified professionals who know the sport inside and out. Brought to you by the Global Institute of Sport, the Masters of Football Business is delivered by experts from Australia and around the world. Learn online with unique access to networking and guest speaker events at the iconic MCG. Be one of the first Australians to get a football master's degree. Apply now to start in February 2022. Learn more at gis.sport.fnr. gis.sport.fnr. Sarah Walsh, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for the invite, George. Always great to chat. Uh, I, I love the fact that you decided to disappear for a moment. <laughs> what was all that about? <laughs> I uh, pressed the wrong button. Uh, uh, Sarah, can, before we start and talk about uh, a very exciting Asian Cup campaign that our Matildas are about to embark on. And of course, we've got the Socceroos next week uh, in, in Melbourne. Uh, I just want to talk about you a little bit because we, I think it's in, incumbent on all of us to remember just who is there uh, helping the game and taking it to the next uh, you know, generation. Um, former Matilda in your own right, a sky blue in your early days. You played overseas. Um, give us a sense of what it was like and how much excitement um, and enveloped you at that particular time because you know people say oh yeah Sarah Walsh been there done that no 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 I want to hear about the excitement and and some of those early moments that helped to shape you not only as a footballer but as a person yeah it's um look I think it's moments like when the Asian Cup comes around um you know and these these big tournaments that 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 come around you know, um, very rarely. Well, obviously, you know, every second year, and then a World Cup every every four years. Yep. They're really important. Um, I was I was part of the the winning team in 2010, and not long ago, I actually um, spent some time with Tom Samani. And you know, you get to actually the things that you remember are very different to you know the next person. But um, you know, just watching some of the footage of um, Kate Gill score that goal. Uh, the other day, you know, the reruns of the um, the actual match itself, it, it, it gives the opportunity, I guess, um, to be a little bit nostalgic. And, um, you know, I actually sent a text to Katie with the um, with the goal that she scored and we, we actually we joked and laughed about not touching the ball at all. I reckon I touched the ball twice that entire game. So, you know, it, these moments, as I, as I said, they're rare, but when they come around, it gives you the opportunity to reconnect with your old teammates or your old coach and, and have a good laugh about, um, you know, what was pretty good. Uh, you, you also managed to do that. You scored a goal, I think it was in your last uh, last game for the Matildas back in 2012? Yeah, against the US. I think we lost 6-2. So it's, Oops. Uh, it's not an overly fond memory. But um, look, in the big scheme of things, a lot of players don't get, get a send-off match. And that was mine. And it was against number one in the world. And I scored. So... As a striker, you've got to be pretty happy. But um, I was I was very happy with the way that I left the game and, you know, transitioned into my new role. So, um, yeah, I pinch myself every day. You know, that this role that you have now, and it's a huge role, an enormously responsible one, um, it wouldn't be possible without the experience that you've had as a player, as a, as a participant in the in the elite competitions in the uh, AFC uh, Asian Cup and, of course, the uh, the World Cup in, in China. Um, just give us a sense of how much it's helped to prepare you for what you're doing right now. Because um, let's let's not muck around. Football Australia's head of women's football, 
women's World Cup legacy and inclusion. Uh, not only is that a mouthful, but it's a huge responsibility. And, and I know you're up for it and you have been from the moment you put your hand up. Yeah, look, I, I do take that responsibility on quite serious. You know, they're, they're, we, we work long hours, but, you know, that, that old saying that you won't do a day of work, you know, doing something that you love. And um, look, I, it's, I, I really should, I guess, also point to James Johnson. He was, he was obviously in the, the men's national teams. And I, I think he's done a really good job through this era at Football Australia, at Football Australia in bringing football back to, you know, everything that we do. So, you know, now more than ever, um, the time that I did spend in the game is equally as important um, as, you know, the, the skills that I develop, um, you know, whether it be through, um, you know, post-school education, my, my degree. Um, I think it really helps helps you be quite rounded. But um, all of my decisions are centred around what's good for the game, what's good for the participant, participant who's the end user, um, but also, you know, our fans so um, and players, obviously. But, uh, yeah, look, I, I, use, I use that that knowledge and IP that, uh, you know, is, is is been with me since I was five, really. I've loved the game since I was five. So it's, um, you know, I, I really do think it, it really centres me and, and, and um, really helps with decision-making every single day. What made you a striker? <laughs> you know, I was actually a sweeper when I was younger um, because I was quick. And um, it was really ugly football too. I basically just chased down the fastest uh, boy that was close to me that was, you know, getting close to the goal and kick it out. It was ugly. Um, but, you know, I, I had a coach later on, um, Lee Wardell, who who thought that that, that that speed might actually be quite useful up top. And, you know, and then I had coaches over the years that that helped me, you know, be a bit, bit more sophisticated with the ball and, um, you know, use that pace, make sure that you're, utilize it when you when you can so um ended up having a bit of a nose for goal and yeah worked on it until i stopped playing it, it you, you talk about speed as being seriously dangerous and we always talk about speed kills or speed can kill and, and it's a fabulous tool in elite sport in any sport um but i also want to know did it must have been your your awareness component and the way you read the play that allows you to use that speed, to utilise it properly, sitting on the edge of the the so-called sweeper that, that you were... So, did, were those <laughs> early days in defence helpful in shaping you to be an even better striker going forward and later in your career? Yeah, I, 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 probably not the, the time that I, I spent as sweeper. I mean, that's it's a really useless <laughs> position that, you know, keep, keeping strikers onside is, is probably not a smart thing to do. But... Um, and I don't think I was very good at it, to be honest. But I think there is something to be said. You know, there, there are actually a lot of fast players in the game that, it, you know, if you don't know how to use it, it's, it's a little bit pointless, to be honest. And if you don't work on your first touch, you might be quick enough to get there for your second. But I think it's all about um, the runs that you make and, yep. and really um, having that awareness and tactical awareness around your surroundings. Um, you know, and I think – and it and, – it shouldn't go unsaid. I obviously played with Lisa Devana for, for most of my career. So, you know, if I was able to beat a, a defender and, you know, and had a better option to play inside, Lisa Devana was always there. So, you know, it, it helps to have one very quick striker. It's it's amazing to have two. So um, I think that was, you know, why we were very successful during those years and scored plenty of goals between myself, Kate Gill and, and Lisa Devana. So, um, and, and, that, and that Lisa, that attitude that Lisa still has to this day she may not may not have that 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 speed that she once had it's still she might have the first two yards 
but maybe she can't con- con- continue it as she once did. But that that energy and that desire is huge, and it's always been part of her, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's the it's the repeat work, you know. It's it's you know in the ninetieth minute, you know, you're gonna make that 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 run that you know you, you see your midfielder's head go up. You're gonna make a run in behind. You're gonna come to the ball, and more often than not, you know. Lisa and I would kind of work off each other to make sure that we both didn't go forward. So, um, you know, we obviously had someone quite balanced like Kate Gill, who was your stand-up <laughs> nine. So, uh, you know, we had a pretty good mix for a while there. But, um, yeah, they're, they're really good memories. And I think if I look at the strike force today, uh, we have much more variety. Um, and I think, you know, depth off the bench is is super exciting with this, this squad we're about to watch in the Asian Cup. You know, you, you say it's exciting. I'm absolutely thrilled, and Josh is too, and he's said it on a number of occasions, the the sheer uh, depth of youngsters who are, are getting the sort of games or time to play, we might be able to unearth uh, the next generation in this tournament. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Mary Fowler's already there. I mean, my goodness, that young woman... <laughs> I, I, yeah. I think she's an absolute delight. If she, you know, you heard the word natural. Yeah. Uh, well, she did a couple of things in a recent competitions where she just turned and with, I mean, it's half a scan and she's hit the ball instantly and it's beautifully weighted. And when you see it weighted like that, and if you're a Caitlin Ford or you're Sam Kerr or someone else, you must be going, um, thank you very much. Yeah, it's it's not only her ability to execute, it's the vision she had in the first place. And and just actually, there's just some small things she doesn't get a lot of credit for in, in terms of particularly for her age is she's got, she's got three or four options before she even has the ball and she scanned them all, knows what's happening. So that, that allows her to really just open up with her first touch and, you know, take three or four options where most players can't think that quick. Um, and, you know, the, the, the higher you go in this game, the less time you have, and it still seems like she has all the time in the world. Sarah, You're co-chair of the National Indigenous Advisory Group that uh, helps Football Australia do so much of its stuff. This this current uh, side that's heading off for the Asian Cup, we've got some Indigenous stars there who are top 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 tier. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and they're fit. They're fit. Um, you know, and I, I've heard Tony Gustafsson talk a lot about balancing the squad. We, we've already talked about the youngsters that we're probably going to unearth here and a lot of them being strikers. Um, but it's also about balancing that out with the Ivy Lewicks and, and Kai Simon, we were joking off offline about her. And, you know, she's Benjamin Button, really. She's playing <laughs> some of her absolute best football. She's, you know, almost peak performance, it seems. And, um, she stays fit. She's going to be very crucial, um, particularly having already won um, an Asian Cup. I think you you really can't underestimate the, the players in this squad that have lifted the cup. Um, there, there's something in that muscle memory. Um, yes, they've they've not they've, they've also been part of the losses over the last um, two, particularly to Japan. Um, but they know there's a lot of responsibility. Um, I do think they they understand that their favourites go into this, and that's. That's the difference about this team, how, how they cope and deal with that kind of pressure um, because that pressure is going to be there in 2023 as well. So we have the team to be able to do it. Um, they need to hold their nerve and, and treat each you know team uh, each game by game and actually just trust the process. 
For Football Australia, Sarah. Sorry, George. Um, Go ahead. I just wanted to ask, you mentioned the selection of Ivy Lewick there and sort of balance of ages in the squad. Uh, What is the sort of objective here beyond just winning the Asian Cup? Because it's hard to balance when you've got a tournament to prepare for next year on home soil. It's obviously the big goal versus the prize of silverware now and, you know, where uh, an experienced player like Ivy Lewick fits into the picture in in both competitions. I'm I'm interested to hear uh, Football Australia's thinking on... Uh, what's the priority here? What's the what's the end goal? And and how do you balance those two objectives? Yeah, well, I think you actually just you kind of answered it. It's it's you know we're in performance mode now, um, and although the, the 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 big goal here is 2023, um, as a stepping stone to that, we have the Asian Cup. Um, you know, I don't think Tony's gone as far to, as saying that he wants you know we're going to win it and we should win it, um, but lifting a trophy. Um, you know, how many months, 18 months out now from the mm. World Cup is going to be important. It's going to be important for the psyche of the players, the team. Um, you know, there was a lot of criticism back around the Olympics um, and, and matches that, um, you know, that, that led into the Olympics. We had some really tough matches. Um, but, you know, it was tough for the team. They trusted in the process and they made it further than any other Matilda's squad had. Um, I went to Olympics. It is hard work. Um, and, you know, they probably would have lost faith there if they hadn't have made the semi. But if they trust in the process, um, they'll be rewarded. I think that's that's the thinking here for this Asian Cup. We played some very difficult games. We picked number one in the world to come out. We played some tough games, uh, put two new centre-backs in one of those matches, and, you know, it's it's sink or swim. Um, they are, they've battle-hardened to this point. Um, they've got all the support they need to be able to have a really good tournament. I think, you know, if you come away from winning this tournament, it goes a long way t- for these players to trust the process and, and that they're on the right journey to the, the World Cup 18 months later. So um, that's probably why when you think about bringing Ivy Lewick in, you can't turn up to a tournament with with, with the balance, you know, skewed towards too many youngsters. It's it's about what happens off the pitch as well. Mm. You know, every time you, you look at a, a young player's eyes mm. in a change room prior to a match, um, yes, we might be playing, you know, Indonesia 94th in the world. You know, there's debutants in that room. They're going to need an old shoulder to, to lean on. So, um, you know, no, no better person than Ivy Lewis. Do we have a clear number one in goal yet? Oh, it's probably a question for you guys, really. I'm probably not going to, um, you know, talk about... Um, you know, what that looks like. And I think the beauty of this, the, um, the competitive nature of, of this team, um, you know, everyone's taken their opportunity. We, we got to see that, um, you know, uh, Mackenzie Arnold's struggled to get back on the pitch, but, we, you know, we might see her this this tournament. Um, you know, Lydia Williams spent some time on the bench as well. She's going to be hungry as ever. Oh, yeah. I think uh, what Tony does want is is three healthy keepers in the, at the World Cup um, at this, this tournament that are literally pushing each other. Um, pushing each other really hard at training, so mm-hmm. that he ma- it makes that decision really difficult. Um, you said- but we ha- we actually have three very different keepers. You know, Mackenzie Arnold for for you know she doesn't get a lot of credit, but she's so amazing with her feet, and yeah. that really allows you as a defence to play very differently. So you know you get very different things with with each keeper. Uh, Tony very keen to make sure that he gets that winning habit uh, installed in them, and you touched on it earlier. Winning is a habit, and it does flow from uh, one end of the the squad right through to to your sponsors in a crazy sort of way, because everyone is buoyed 
by the success. So I, I can see how many elements. Um, are you likely to be there to watch them participate? Or are you yeah. going to be like the rest of us? <laughs> well, I'm actually, uh, I'm planned to, to travel just before the uh, just before the final. We are, I'm part of the AFC Women's Football Committee. Um, so we have a meeting the day before and we'll, we'll celebrate the match. And obviously, I, um, I would love to be there watching the Australians play in the final. Uh, Sarah, the countdown is on. Uh, 2023 is getting awfully close. How are we coping? Oh, it's just, seriously, I wake up thinking about it every single day. We, we have a, a bold legacy plan um, that, you know, we've talked a lot about the Matildas today. Uh, we've, we've, we've provided them with a really good, um, I guess, support network and, and plan with particularly with the windows ahead, making sure that we are playing the best opponents, making sure that we fill stadiums so they are World Cup ready when, we, when it comes around to 2023. And, you know, they've flexed that muscle when they played the US here in, in front of big crowds. Um, we are trying to create an environment um, that's going to be very real for them so they can start to, you know, prepare for that. But outside of the Matildas, you know, we, we're thinking about infrastructure, uh, further investment into our uh, into our grassroots clubs. And we've got some amazing sponsors with us that, that are on the journey. So um, this year, very much so, my focus will be telling the story um, and making sure that our community clubs, 2,500 plus, uh, community clubs feel like they're part of the journey. We actually just announced um, uh, and launched a soft launch. It's called the Our Game Project, which is basically going to be where you can follow the journey of the World Cup and be involved as as a community club member. So, I, um, yeah, I encourage you to join that. Will there be a hub that uh, Football Australia will develop as we get closer to the World Cup? That's that's it. It's called Our Game. So oh, that's OurGameOz.com. Okay. Yep. Is the platform up and running? It's up and running, yep. So we can look it up and get it going. Yep. Fantastic OurGameOz.com. Okay, fantastic. All right, question before we go any further. There's, COVID's knocked uh, a lot of the competition around um, and we've seen some of the clubs, both the, uh, w, the A-League uh, women's and the A-League men's, uh, struggling to get uh, consistency. Is that going to impact on anything that we're likely to see next week in, in Melbourne and, of course, uh, in the opening games overseas or not? Well, we'll hopefully, um, well, in short, you just never know. I think that's that's uh, something that, you know... That's the variable. Scenario planning that's that's been going on for months and months. I actually just got off the uh, got off a call to to someone who's actually been managing visas for the Vietnam um, team, and and literally, uh, you know, one small government regulation changes here has this flow-on effect here, and you know, particularly around PCR testing. But we've got an amazing team internally. We've got a, a really upskilled, um, great national teams department that you know, managed um, as much as we could around um, contingency planning, scenario planning in Dubai to make sure that the team got there healthy um, and make sure that they continue to stay healthy throughout the tournament. Um, you know, I actually heard Tony talk about, um, you know, he actually said once that the team that manages COVID the best will lift the trophy. Um, he also said that about the Olympics. Um, so, you know, we also take that motto at Football Australia. So we've prepared as much as we can to make sure that the teams can actually perform at their best. Well, that messaging is 100% on the money because the, the, the more control you have over there, the more consistency you have in your performance. Um, uh, will they be uh, uh, rapid antigen testing or will it be PCR testing throughout the tournament? How does it yeah, work? Yeah, I'll probably go into the detail of, of what's actually happening in camp, but we've got a, a really great medical staff there who are, 
um, you know, they're making sure that mm. the, the players are tested, uh, making sure that the food, uh, people who are around the food um, within that bubble are, are tested every single day. So, yeah, um, all the players are watching, watched and monitored very closely. Um, I think we've. it's fair to say that we've actually managed quite well moving from Dubai to, to Mumbai now. The team's pretty healthy, so um, that's actually all you can ask for. So you have a reasonable degree of control over the kind of situation and environment that the team's staying in in India? Yeah, well, yeah, they're, they're a very hard bubble. Um, so I, I won't see the team while I'm over there. They'll basically, mm. you know, there'll be, um, uh, I guess, um, areas um, that are coded, coded off and they'll be protected as much as you can um, in a city like Mumbai. So, um, you know, <laughs> the... the uh, the the numbers are actually um, going up again, but um, you know by comparison, <laughs> nothing like here. So you know it's um, yeah, I, I have great confidence in our team over there that that they'll they'll get us to where we need to be. Um, there's actually we've already seen a couple of the teams uh, come out saying they've they've got bouts of COVID as well. So again, you know back to what Tony mm. said, it's the team that manages COVID the best will lift the trophy. Uh, when do the, the nerves kick in? Because we all need them. We know how important they are as a player. They 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 set you on heightened alert. As an administrator, when do you get nervy? Uh, probably when the, the game starts. Um, look, and I think, you know, we obviously uh, really should, should win that first match, but I'm really more concerned about how we play and, um, you know, how the team um, come out of that match. You know, and and our, and our ability to be able to also get some new players on the pitch. So, yeah, they're the things I'll be looking for. But um, it's more excitement when you get to watch. Um, nerves are for playing, I think. <laughs> and on free-to-air TV in prime time, which is uh, a yeah. bit of a luxury for a, a women's Asian Cup. Yeah, and uh, look, I think you know, Network Ten. Um, that that that's one of the best things I, I think we've done over the last twelve months is is pulling this amazing partner who you know, are really active in, in how we, we promote both the teams um, in the Matilda Socceroos and obviously with the A-League. So uh, we couldn't be more happy with, with where we're at. And, and obviously the times are really great. So uh, we're expecting a, a really big following. I was going to say you're in a unique position. Uh, you were there with the ABC covering the game. You were there with Fox covering the game. So for you to say that, you, you see exactly the depth and the opportunity that's presented to the game and to every one of us uh, with the arrival of this contract and their commitment for the next umpteen years to support the game. And I've had some people say to me, how can it possibly, how can it possibly be that a commercial te- uh, station believes in soccer? And I went, guys, <laughs> the world's changing. Yeah. Uh, we've got to start believing because if yeah. we do it, it will filter through. Yeah, it's, it's a really good point. I think we've got to believe in ourselves and yep. and. Sometimes we get a little bit stuck in the domestic thinking. I mean, with the Matildas at the moment, our, our vision for that team is to, to not only have it be um, as what it is right now, one of the most, well, one of the biggest domestic brands here, you know, male or female, we actually want to make it a global brand, um, you know, and it all starts at the Asian Cup. Go, girl. Fantastic stuff. I love it. Uh, our guest on uh, State of Our Football Nation uh, this Thursday on FNR. Sarah Walsh, who's uh, got so many hats that she's got to wear. The, the one thing we want to wish her is a safe journey when she gets over there and whatever she can do behind the scenes to just pump them up and help them deliver a special result. Um, we're right there with you. Thanks so much, George. George. All the very best, Sarah. See you later. Thanks. Thanks so much.